Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when it comes to the show. What's up? And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast presenting the 2022 AT&T Byron Nelson from wonderful Texas. Wonderful, wonderful Texas. Getting ready for the PGA Championship next week. You can check out the podcast on Twitter at Always Press DFS. I am on Twitter at BDentric, and my co-host is always on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how we doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. It's a fun weekend at uh, TPC Potomac for the Wells Fargo. Before we get into like just the winner and any storylines, what do you think of the golf course for a like a, a, a PGA event? Because people are saying it needs to be a staple now. Yeah, I mean it's it's a good golf course just from the fact that it's difficult. Um, it's definitely different than a lot of the TPCs we get. Uh, the weather, I think, uh, played a huge factor. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Um, it was terrible weather for pretty much the first three days. Uh, I think Thursday was okay, but Friday was not great. And then Saturday was, I mean, just about as miserable as you can get, um, cold and raining. It's like the worst case scenario. I don't think, you know, this is probably the only golfers in, in the whole area that were playing golf that day. Everybody else was staying yeah. home. So, um, but yeah, otherwise I, I don't mind the golf course. I think it's fine. It, it kind of reminds me of uh Jack's place a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, the, um, Shit. Yeah, I can't either. I can't think I of it totally either. Bl- over there in Ohio, I'm totally yeah, blanking on it right now. <laughs> yep, it's in Columbus. Um, but just from uh, the I perspective of like the the the, you got to hit fairways. Merrifield, Merrifield Village. Merrifield Village. Yes, yeah. there we go. Yeah. I'm sorry, I had to get it. I had to figure it's it out. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I mean, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind to see it on 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 on, on tour. You know, more. Um, it's definitely different, and it's I, I don't mind different ever. For the most it's part. funny you mentioned Jack's place because literally when Jason Day was up seven on the first day, that was my first thought. He always destroys Jack's place. He's a native of the area. That's so true. I'm like, oh, yeah. maybe maybe it's a course that should have fit him well, but he's been playing so Jason Day-like. It was like, well, I can't trust you. And he kind of faded away. But um, uh, There wasn't a kind of fade away. What did he end up finishing? <laughs> no, Joel Dahman didn't do a kind of fade away. Joel Dahman finished like outside the top 60, I think. Jason Day finished fifteenth after shooting sixty three the first day, and then actually was you know leading. Saturday was terrible for him seventy nine on Saturday. What did Dalman do? Dalman finished bad, bad, bad. So did Chapel. Yeah, uh, Chappie Dalman... had a lot of Chappie too. Chappie like was nine over on Sunday. Yeah, he, or Saturday. Yeah, uh, he played. He shot seventy nine Saturday and then seventy five Sunday. Um, yeah, because I was pissed. I, I had him initially in a lineup. I took him out for Adam Long, who missed the cut and. What Might have saved you money. Might have yeah, saved I mean, money. <laughs> I cashed with four six this week. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, I mean, you know, it's a good tournament. And, you know, one thing you say about Max Holman, like you said earlier, uh, difficult tracks uh, he, he tends to do well at. But he's also apparently like a mutter, man. I mean, he likes the bad weather. He's yep. played just fine in it both days. Or It didn't didn't phase him at all, you know, because he won at Quail, tough course. Riviera, tough course, tough yep. field. Like, so you can't, people can't even say, well, this field was weak. No, he's beating the big boys too. Like he just hasn't won a major yet, which I think we've seen him get closer, like at the masters and stuff. I wouldn't be shocked if Max has that pedigree that could, he's not going to go like on win 25 tournaments or something like that, but he's going to probably poke away at one, maybe two every once in a while, some seasons, and he'll sneak out a major here. I wouldn't be shocked just because he, he can grind it pretty good. 
Yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, especially at a track like tougher track like U.S. Open. Yeah, um, I could see that. Yeah, no, it'd be interesting because he can hit it far enough. His short game's pretty darn good. And they said like they kept saying um, in his last two wins now that uh, that was like the biggest thing he's worked on in the off season was the short game, the short game, the short game, and it showed because he needed it in, in events Heck like yeah. that when the weather's bad. You got to scramble your butt off, yep. save those pars, and then get the birdies. And he did it. So um, yeah, it's kudos to him. Uh, it was fun because I did, I did get to watch a decent amount on Thursday, I guess, now I think about it. Um, and watching Joel Damon just throw darts, absolute darts all over that golf course, it was impressive. And he and he missed a bunch of putts. He could have been like 1,400 par. It was one of those where you think he's playing a scramble. And like it, it's ridiculous what he was doing. But I didn't see his weekend performance. And wow, wow, I don't know what happened there. But whew, rough, rough go. Not a mutter. No, not a mutter. That's a good point. That's why I laugh at our course because every day here is not pretty soon. It starts getting windy. And some like last week we had one day in 30 something mile hour winds. And like I'm gonna go go play golf. So I went and played golf and I, I tend to shoot better in the windy conditions because I have to focus more, I think, than just gripping yeah. and ripping it. So it's it's interesting, but it's it's a grind. It's a mental grind. So what these guys did was impressive. You're like Lahiri finishing high, fits in a tough tournament, got it yeah. done again. Uh, Cam Young with a nice little Sunday. So, any other takeaways? Like even Rory somehow at least got his name in the top ten there. Buddy. Little backdoor top five for Rory. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm ready to move on? Let's, uh, let's talk, move to this week and then we can, we just one more week to the PGA Championship. So yeah, one more week till Phil returns, and I cannot wait for Supposedly. that. Because again, we haven't talked about Phil, so we might have to talk about him next week. We'll do like a little Phil deep dive because now Sergio Garcia. What about Serge? Did you see Serge comments? I want I the fuck off this tour. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. I just a few more weeks I have to deal with you assholes. I mean, I guess they're just not gonna have rules officials or any rules on the Exactly. Like was it a free for all dust surge? Like right. what are we doing here? Is there is there a cart girl too? Like bringing out beers for you? I understand. Yeah, I'm with you. It blows my mind, but he's that's that's Sergio. That's, Sergio. I mean, that's what he does. Yeah. That's what he does. And he thinks, you know, because he's one of masters, he can kind of do these things, and that's just not how it goes, buddy. I hate to put right. even Tiger Woods, as much as we think he can, probably can't get away with this. So just, right. just, just learn to live with it. But uh, we'll talk about that stuff next week. Should be a lot of fun. But this week, AT&T, Byron Nelson, and it's going to be sneaky better than I think most think. And it's been pretty obviously said is next week's uh, PGA Championship is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So it's a short little trek over there. So guys are kind of getting in some last swings over here at Craig Ranch, which we saw last year for the first time. So what do you got for event history? Yeah, uh, it really, I mean, as far as course history goes, there's the one tournament, like you said, first time was last year. KH Lee won 25 under, three shots over Sam Burns. Um, as far as, you know, tournament history, which doesn't matter after that KH Lee win, Sung Kang was uh, the winner in 2019. They didn't have it in 2020. 23 under, two shots over every Piercy. That's back-to-back Koreans have won this golf tournament. Uh, Aaron Wise, 2018. Billy Horschel, 2017. Sergio's won the tournament twice. Stephen Bowditch um, won the tournament in 2015. Just need to go ahead and mention that. Yeah, the good old Bodo. This is one of the – I wish he'd just get like a full-time exemption as a past winner to come play, and it's just for entertainment sakes. But uh, yeah. I think for everybody's sake, he just doesn't do it. It's my only guess. But good old Bodo. Uh, you mentioned this is the second year now at TPC Craig Ranch. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, a little less than 7,500 yards, about 74.68 as it says on the scorecard. Par 72, four par threes. Four par fives, ten par fours, as usual. Bent grass greens, Zoysia fairways, which are very sticky, which will help prevent a lot of rollout. The fairways are wide with a capital W, like they're super. Like they were hit about 
70 to 72 percent of the time last year the uh, rough the bermuda rough not very penal like two inches and um they're going to tell you there's water in play on like 13 or 14 holes but it's just on the course it's not really in play if you're hitting the water and then you, you shouldn't have played anyways probably just put it that way it's just not your day so fairways are rather easy to hit greens are very large uh, scrambling's easy they're not super complicated so if they do miss greens you're good to go um the greens are so large i guess three putt avoidance could come into play not really a focus for me on this one it's more so you got to crush the far the par fives because they're not super long par fives a lot of people get there in two as a total last year the eagle rate was 12 percent on these par five holes so you got to capitalize on those a lot of the approaches between the par fives and um five of the ten par fours are 400 to uh, 400 to 450 so a lot of your approaches in are like 200 yards uh so there are 450 to 500, sorry. So your approach is in or 200 yards. Um, so that's a key stat as well, looking about uh, you know, approach game, 200 yards in. Birdie or better is huge because it's going to be a birdie fest. You mentioned the score last year. A lot of it was because of the rain helped make it soft. It's supposed to be like in the low 90s. So we'll see if it's firm and fast. That could change things a little bit, which can make it interesting. But uh, overall, it's a TPC course. They're meant to score a lot. And then as long as it's not windy, which doesn't look to be too windy, I think we get a little, maybe not 25 under, but we're talking high teens by this year. I'm with you. What stats are you looking at? Uh, a lot. I mean, you, you kind of hit on it a lot. Par five scoring matters. Birdie or better matters. Obviously, we're not worried about um, off the tee as far as accuracy goes, but distance uh, will play a factor. Um, and then, you know, you got to get a hot putter. Yep. Get that hot butter going. So let's talk about some guys that might need a hot butter. Hideki's in the group, but he's in the next range. Uh, 10K and above. We got four guys this weekend. I think I saw it's like eight of the top 20, or there's, there's a good chunk of great this is players. It's a good field. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good field. We got the return of Scotty Scheffler, first time since winning the Masters. He's 10 9, leading the way here. You got JT at 10 6. DJ, fresh off his marriage and honeymoon to Paulina at 10 2. Jordan at 10 1, the Texas man. It used to be Jordan Spieth's tournament, and then, you know, random showed up. But now some big boys are showing up, so Jordan has to kind of share the spotlight. What do you like in this 10K range? Well, he's a big AT&T guy anyways. He's, yep. Yep. They pay him a lot of money every year. Um, I mean, I'm miss, I mean, Scotty Scheffler, to me, it's like, especially in my model, he's head and shoulders above the rest. But there are cases to be made for the next three, especially with uh, accuracy off the tee not mattering as much. The next three haven't been hitting it that great off the tee to begin with, so – you know, if, if if I'm making 150 lineups, I'm grabbing a piece of all four of these guys. Um, you know, if I'm in if I'm in a 20 max, I, I would at least have probably two lineups with all four of these guys. I think they all four can win. Um, Scotty's my 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 one pickup top, uh, and if I was going to rank them, I would I would say you know Scotty, JT, Spieth, DJ. Yeah, we're on the same page here. Like I I star mine on Fantasy National who I'm liking, and I. I usually start with them all. I'm trying to like discipline myself a bit. I didn't start DJ, but I can't argue he's 12th in my model. Like, what am I arguing here? Yeah. But JT's number one in my model. Scotty's number three. I still think in my mind, Scotty's number one, just on <laughs> recent form. But, um, you know, even Speed's 11th. Like, these dudes are all the head of the class here. We're talking about par five scoring. Uh, three of them are in the top seven in par five scoring. DJ's 28th out of the last 24 rounds, but we know he's much better than that. And he's starting to play better. We talked about it at his last tournament, the Heritage. Didn't really pan out, but like, there's something about like he's coming. It's yeah, coming for DJ, like, and, and you might want to get on that frame before it really goes, and because he rates out for really well on most other stats. So I'm with you. Uh, I would probably go Chef. 
I'd almost go Spieth over JT, I think, but it's close. Like JT's the first of my models. So what am I arguing with here? And then DJ at four, but these are all very, very good options. And it's just the, the, the easy answer is play them all, as Jesse said, because they're all outstanding options. I think they all have really good winning equity myself. I mean, and the prices aren't terrible with all four no. of them. So it's doable this week to, to, to comfortably roster, you know, obviously just one of the four, you're not going to roster all four of them, but on the same yeah, lineup. <laughs> most definitely. Uh, 9k range. We got Hideki at 99. He's taking a little breather as well. Xander 97 off of riding Patrick Cantlay's coattails. Uh, Sam Burns at 95. Willie Z at 94. Neiman at 93. Brooksy down to 92, which is probably right, but in this field kind of seems interesting. And then Fleetwood at 9,000. So what do you like on the 9k range? Uh, start with for, for me Burns obviously finished second here last year, um, and you know was coming off the ma- the Masters miscut whatever he did win the Valspar right before the Masters a couple weeks before it. Um, he's played solid golf. I think he's a good play. Uh, Will Zalatoris I expect him to be you know pretty popular ninety four hundred dollars. He finished seventeenth here last year. Uh, hasn't missed a cut since November of last year. Hasn't played a whole heck of a lot this year like he did last year, but still. Solid finishes, six of the Masters. Um, you know, has a second to Farmers, so solid as far as that goes. And then last but not least, well, two more. Neiman uh, would be another one. You know, he's he's steadily getting better. He did win the Genesis obviously earlier this year, missed the cut, and then has played some solid golf since then. So I like him. And then Fleetwood at nine thousand. I mean, the model likes him. He didn't play here last year, uh, but talk about a guy who's getting better. Uh, going back to the Players' Championship, 22nd. The next week at the Valspar, 16th. Masters, 14th. Heritage, 10th. So, seems to be trending in the right direction. Um, the problem, typically, with Fleetwood is the, is the putter. And so, it gives me a little contest. bit of pause. Yeah. yeah, at a putting contest. You know what I mean? Like, if this was last week, would love Tommy Fleetwood. This week, I I just like him, and I think he's... I don't see him missing the cut, but it's just hard for me to see him winning. And he doesn't have to win necessarily at that price, but you need need to get him in the top 10. Yeah. And I like Fleets too. He's 14th in my model. And I was right. I got I jumped on board for Heritage because of uh, the same things you mentioned, the improvements we've seen. He's starting to get rolling. In the last 24 rounds, he's, um, you know, ninth uh, strokes gained total, eighth par five scoring. He's 12th in DK scoring. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, a birdie fest, can he do it? We'll see. But I'll have a couple sprinkles of Fleets for sure. Neiman's interesting, as you said. Willie Z's second in my model. He's just crushing things. If he can putt it, he could probably win this thing. And if we, when we get to the DK odds at the end, he's ahead of guys like DJ and stuff in the odds. So um, people like some some Willie Z this week. I like Sam Burns a lot. I'm really curious how popular he's going to be. I think he's going to be very popular. Runner-up here last year, coming in playing really good golf. Texas boy. If he's on, he's this is a great price for me on Sam Burns. Uh, he's ninth of par five scoring in this field. So. Like some Sam on this one. And then Hideki could be the sleeper. We talked about time and time again. Now he kind of gets overlooked in tournaments uh, for DK purposes. Like you got those guys at 10K that people are going to like, and then they drop down to Willie Z and company. You got Hideki, sixth in my model. He's playing great. Fourth strokes gain total, 10th par five, fourth proximity of 200 plus, uh, fourth and birdie or better, fifth in DK scoring all over the last 20 rounds. Like he could sneak in there and be really interesting at $9,900 at hopefully low ownership. It's one of those if you want to go kind of starzy, scrubsy, take a 10K guy and max him with Hideki instead of a guy like Willie Z, and you'll already probably be pretty darn different. So just something to think about when you're building out those lineups with uh, these guys. that all, Almost all of them, 9K and above, have pretty solid arguments to win this thing. It's just not like recent weeks, at least. 
Eight K range. You got Adam Scott at eighty seven, Gooch eighty six, Vegas eighty four, Kokrak eighty three, Jason Day eighty two, Adam or Aaron Wise at eighty one, Cam Champ and Adam Hadwin at eight thousand. Who you got? Yeah, it seems like again, like we don't have very much. I, I don't know what what we're doing with the pricing here on DraftKings, but it's, I feel like there's usually more guys in the eight K yeah. range. I'm a, I'm I'm gonna be a huge fan of Taylor Gooch this week. I, I've got a feeling. Uh, so he played here last year, finished thirty ninth. Uh, last start was the Masters, finished 14th. He missed the cut at the Players' Championship, but we all know about the weather there. I don't know that he's going to really uh, be highly up on models, so I don't know how highly owned he's going to be. I mean, we're, we're this for example, on, on your model, where do you... 22nd. Where is, yeah. He'll be in play for me. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like, you know, it's obviously miscut at the players, miscut at the Genesis, but otherwise pretty solid golf. And with that seventh at the API and then the 14th at the masters, um, just want to kind of go back to him. Uh, and then Vegas at 84, yes. my model loves him. Me too. <laughs> He's fourth in mine. Fourth. Ninth, ninth year <laughs> last year. Uh, I mean, He's played really solid golf. Played last week, finished 15th. 18th. Isn't he a Texas guy? I know he's not. He's, he's obviously like what, Venezuela or something. Isn't he? Like, didn't, I know Munoz I, and Ortiz went to Texas, but I feel like Johnny V has Texas roots too. I don't know if he does or not, um, but he's got some really solid finishes. 15th, 18th, 4th in his last three starts. That's pretty solid. Um, Aaron Wise, 8,100. Uh, played here last year, made the cut, finished 55th. Not great, but come off a sixth-place finish at the Mexico Open, um, 21st at the Heritage before that. I think he's fine. And then had one at 8,000. Another guy who's played really good golf of late. Um, had three straight top tens going into the Heritage and then finished 26th. So uh, hitting a lot of greens. Um, accuracy off the tee hasn't been great. But, again, we're, we're not super worried about that here. Um, and he can go low. I mean, uh, you know, obviously he's a guy who shot 59 or 58 on tour before. So, Well, I have the same guys it's checked off, ago, so I'll try to add still. a couple more little wrinkles here. I like Gooch a lot. And one thing that's fun with him is um, we know how good he can be, how up and down he can be. So definitely probably more tournament than cash play. Um, but he's a massive DK score. Like he rates like anywhere from 40 to 60 in a lot of the categories I'm looking at. But he's 17th in DK scoring. So he gets the job done where it matters most and he crushes par fives. So that's the two things I, that, that really stand out for us this week. But I love Vegas. Fourth in my model. Sixth in approach. Tenth strokes gain total. Fifth in driving distance. First in par five scoring. Sixth in birdie or better, and second in DK scoring over the last 24 rounds. He is playing really good golf right now. So eventually that, that other shoe is going to drop. It's going to suck, but I'm going to keep riding the wave for now because if it's not penal to spray it a little bit and he can still bomb it, I like our chances with uh, Vegas at least making the cut. And you talk about guys that can go low. He's yeah. like a first-round leader extraordinaire. Yeah. So uh, that could be a fun one with Johnny V. I got Wise down here as well. And then one thing on Hadwin – even though he finished 26 at the Heritage, but we talked about him a lot for that episode, I know, because of how well he had been playing. Um, you know, seventh still in my model. Even with that, he's fifth in this field and birdie or better. 11th in DK scoring, 11th in par fives. He's not a bomber, but he knows how to get there in three and, and get the job done. So I like Hadwin as well at $8,000. So we're definitely on the same page there. 75 to 79, who are you looking at? Uh, Mav McNeely at 78. Um didn't play here last year, but has played really well of late. I mean, he hasn't missed a cut in forever. The other thing about him is he typically does well on par fives. Uh, he he will have some terrible holes, but at seventy eight hundred bucks worth a shot. Um, Kucher seventeenth here last year, made the cut last week. Didn't have a good weekend, finished forty ninth, but was you know two straight top threes before that, including the, the Texas Open uh, roughly a month ago, where he finished second uh, back in Texas. 
Munoz, like you mentioned before, Texas dude. Um, he made the cut here last year and uh, has made a bunch in a row. Uh, not necessarily great finishes, but we're down here in the 7K, so anything inside the top 25 is good, and that's pretty much what he's been doing, at least getting inside the top 30 of late. Uh, Mito, I imagine he'll be popular. Um, he usually is. Uh, three straight made cuts for him. He didn't play here last year. I think he's fine. KH Lee. Can I, can, I, can, I say one yeah. th- can I say one thing on sure. Mito real quick? Yeah. Just for fun, because I want to I want to play devil's advocate because I've been fading him when everyone's been playing him because I, yeah. I get the love, like he can be great, but if he like I'll play chalk something else than Mito. Um and this could be totally just me looking at stats and they might not matter because golf is golf. But in this field over the last twenty four rounds, he's ninety second in par five scoring, one twelfth in birdie or better, and ninety second in DK scoring. Yeah, it's not great. So I just want to throw it out there for those that might be super in love. Like, you could sprinkle him. I just wouldn't go heavy on Mito's all I'm saying. He does have three straight top 30s, though, too. I mean, he's, you know, obviously. It's not bad. Yeah, I mean, the um, he wasn't that high at the Heritage, but the Texas Open, he was 24% owned at 8100 yeah. I just I, I expect him to be kindly high. And then KH Lee, obviously, defending champion, 7500 Um Finished 25th last week. Had three straight missed cuts before that, but had a bunch in a row before. A uh, bunch of made cuts in a row before those three straight miscuts. So, you know, take the three straight miscuts for what it's worth. Uh, the, he did miss the cut at the Texas Open. Um, one of those was the Masters. That's fine. And then the Heritage, uh, but 25th last week. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's okay. I'm, I'm not, like, in love. And then Bubba at 75, you know, I, it, it, it is. You just, I mean, with a, it, it just depends on if he likes the track or not. I don't know. And he's been very up and down this year with a lot of, in my opinion, more downs than ups. But at seventy five hundred bucks, I mean, if I'm playing a bunch of lineups, I'm probably going to put Bubba in some. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. For, you know, if you talk win equity, a guy like Bubba's got win equity compared to some other dudes around him for sure. Oh, for sure, so, yeah, yeah. I, I like that approach. Uh, for me in this range, like I'm going to keep going back to Alexander Norn, who's playing really good golf, and no one rosters him. Seventy nine hundred bucks, nineteenth in my model, eleventh on approach, seventh uh, off the tee, thirteenth in par fives. I'll, I'll play some Norn at seventy nine. Davis Riley at 77 is interesting as well. Seventh in birdie or better, ninth in DK scoring in this field. He's 25th in my model. Uh, I like Munoz a lot. He's ninth in my model. He's striking it well. He can get tons of birdies, and the Texas narrative does not stink with him. You got TPC Lee, as you mentioned. He just crushes TPC courses. It's what he does. Uh, so sometimes you just throw the stat model out because he's like 87th in my model, but he loves him a TPC course. The two other guys down here that uh, you didn't, didn't mention that I'm kind of curious on is Kevin Kisner, he's 48th in my model. I get it. He's a great putter. So if it is a putting contest, it, it could be interesting. 30th in par 5 scoring, 20th in birdie or better in this field. It, it's like not a super long course, especially if it's warm and it starts rolling out a lot. He could be one of those guys that comes in like 4% rostered and like sneak in a top 15 for you. So I think Kiz is interesting. And then Keith Mitchell is a boomer bust tournament guy. He's 5th in my model, 1st off the tee, 2nd in par 5 scoring, Sixth in proximity over 200, 18th in birdie or better, 16th in DK. His stat line's like Johnny Vegas light when I look at the stat lines. Um, I trust Johnny Vegas more, and he's a, almost $1,000 more. But I think Killer Keith uh, could be very interesting at 7500 bucks in this field. I'm hoping he's not very popular, but we shall see. 7K to 74, there's a lot of names here, Jesse. Not, <laughs> yeah, maybe not a lot of good names, but there's a lot of names. I'm with you. Uh Kitayama at 7,400 there at the top, uh, 15th last week, second at the Mexico Open. Um, I, you know, he he came back really well on Sunday with a good round. He had started really solid, didn't play good in the on the Saturday round, which was terrible condition. So 
we'll give him a pass on that. Um, I wish I would have played him last week. I only played one lineup and he didn't make the cut, but, uh, CT Pan, another guy, um, you know, they're at 7,300. He's made five cuts in a row, uh, 15th last week, 29th at the Mexico open. So trending in the right direction for him. Aaron Rye at 7,200, um, is a funny conversation with some of my friends. Cause I, I played him last week. He trunk slammed, started really well. So good too. Yeah. You would think the guy with two gloves and head covers would be good a mutter, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not the case. So, well, uh, I, I'm not going to, okay, never mind. I was going to make some jokes, but maybe some listeners have head covers and two gloves. So I'll be nice. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt many people have that combo. Now I can yeah. see the head covers. I've never seen two gloves in person. Let's put it that way. I've not either. I mean, like I can, like I get it in the rain. Yeah, I was saying that's the only time I've seen it. Let me rephrase that. Here in Monterey area, when it has rain, guys put rain gloves on. Right, I've seen those, but like legit two golf gloves. Right, never seen it. It's like Kurt Warner stuff. Like literally, there's Tommy two gloves. Tommy, uh, what's his name? Uh, And then Aaron Rye, as far as I know, that's ever played on tour that wears two gloves. Interesting. Anyway, I'm giving him a pass on that. We're going back to Aaron Rye this week, especially it's 7,200 bucks. Uh, Sean Norris, for whatever reason, the model loves him. He's been playing over on the European Tour. I was very confused by this. He's coming off a win his last time out, which was back in March. Um, I mean, I don't know if he's been playing on the Corn Ferry Tour or what, but the only thing I have are starts for him on the European Tour. Playing really well, hit a bunch of greens, and maybe it was just skewed because of that. His putter was good, though. He got up and down a lot in this win. Uh, that he had, uh, you know, like I said, uh, about two month and a half ago uh, on the European Tour. Patton Kazire at 7,100, um, finished third here last year, uh, coming off a of 26th at the Heritage Open. He's been just playing really kind of solid golf for Patton Kazire. He missed, did miss the cut at the Texas Open, but made a bunch of cuts in a row before that. Um, Brandon Wu at 7,000. He's a guy I mentioned a couple weeks ago. Uh, he almost won the Mexico Open and then missed the cut last week. Um, so, But I, I think going back to him this week is fine. Uh, and then Scott Stallings at 7,000. Finished third here last year. Two straight missed cuts for him, but just simply for the third last year, you know, I mean, it's Scott Stallings. He could finish third again or miss the cut. It wouldn't surprise me either way. Which is fine at his price point, for sure. Right, um, 7,000 bucks. Does Fantasy Labs use Eurotour data? They they do pull the Eurotour data with the greens and regulation, driving it's accuracy. It's got to be it because like Sean no Norris, you said he, he rates that well for you. He's like one thirty fifth in my model. So I'm right because he's got no strokes yeah. gained, and exactly. you're like you're pulling the strokes gained and then DraftKings, yep. exactly. obviously. Um, and this is just looking at well. It, anyways, he's. I'm not arguing. With, I'm not yeah. just. No, I'm with just you. saying like I'm the, just trying the, to like let the listeners know like hey they're actually, they pull the European yes. stats in yeah. I, I, and I, this is no slight to Moose. I'm surprised he doesn't. Yeah. Just because I would, of everything else this site does, I'm surprised he doesn't. I don't disagree. I mean, I, I think that that and Corn Ferry Tour stats. Yeah. Would be huge. The, to me, they would be just as easy to grab as the PGA Tour stats, right? I mean, like. You would think so. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs, so I mean, exactly. I'm, I'm not smart enough. That's why I pay to use their service. Right. Um, but uh, like, so I'm not the one coding this. Yeah. Exactly. But it'd be so nice if you could just like throw that in there because i'd like to be able to be like okay i want to see what jesse sees on sean norris like we've talked about like a ton of dudes remember when like, billy ho was crushing in on the euro tour and he came yeah. back and his stats looked like crap but we yeah. knew just because it was billy ho the like, that'd be nice to be able, like pencil that out a little bit but i guess it gives you an edge too if you know and people don't 
But uh, back to this, 7,400 bucks. I love Kidiyama with you there. He's eighth in my model. He's just been crushing it. And his wor- the worst part of his games around the green shouldn't matter here. So that's really good. A couple other guys, though, Matt Neesmith at 73, 16th in my model. He's 12th on approach. He's 15th in par five scoring, which if I'm getting lower down, I either want like a bomber or a really good par, like an efficient par five guy. Because I read a stat, uh, Burns finished second last year. He was 15 under in par fives. You have to crush par fives. There's just no denying it. They're all gettable. Uh, so you need to be a good par five scorer. So I like Neesmith at 73. CH3 is interesting. He's not like crushing it in par fives, but he's playing steady all across the board right now. I just don't know if he's going to be steady enough in a birdie fest. That's my only concern with him. He's 27th in my model. Um, Lipsky is a guy I'll keep going back to because he's like that corn fairy grad type stuff where he can birdie in bunches. He can also trunk slam. So I think he's a good tournament play at 71. I'll go back to Pat and Gazar. It's ironic he missed that Texas Open because he crushed Texas last year, destroyed it. I played him all the time. He's 7,100 bucks, 15th in my model, 18th on approach. Um, and he's 24th in proximity of 200 plus. So I'll go right back to Kazire. And then I have Brandon Wu as well at 7K. I'm with you on that one. Uh, he's 17th in my model, 18th in par five scoring, uh, 13th in DK scoring over the last 24 rounds. So I'll jump on that train. Given caveat, he's a lot of those rounds were in piss poor fields and birdie fest, but he's getting the job done. That's all that matters. Uh, 6K range, Jesse, what do you got? Not a whole lot. I'm not a huge fan. Maybe you can talk me into some guys. Um, I'm going to butcher this name. Ju Hung Kim. Yeah, he's not on my list, but sure. <laughs> 6900 bucks. Uh The model likes him. He's coming off a miscut at the Qatar Masters the last time out. I don't know. Uh, Doc Redman finished ninth here last year. Uh, missed the cut last week. Had two straight made cuts before that. Uh, course history for Doc there. Charles Schwartzel, uh, 6700 um, Third here last year. Apparently, there's like a 17-way tie for third last year. I mean, he's got so many miscuts this year. He's got way more miscuts than he does made cuts but again course history um you know swafford i don't necessarily mind him he did miss the cut here last year he's made four in a row i'm not a huge fan of this range do you have anybody because i'd love to be talked into somebody i have a couple but am i in love with them that's the question um the ones i have stars next to to at least kind of investigate more and it's based on one just pure narrative street bo hosser 66 back in texas he does especially if it's windy I'll play that game. He's 31st in birdie or better, 33rd in DK scoring, 37th in proximity, 36th in, in driving distance. So he's not like crushing anything in particular, but we know he can go low if he has to. We've seen him play pretty good golf of late. Last couple of tournaments, not the best, but he had a good run there going. So Bo at 66. Uh, Bramlett at 65, I'll go to. He finished, I think, top five here last year or something. He finished very, very well. He's ninth in driving distance in this field, 26th in par five. Two of the stats I kind of want if these guys are down here. Did you say Bramlett? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, seventh. Joseph Bramlett. Yeah, yeah, he finished seventh last year. Yeah, he had a good finish. So I like Bramlett at, at uh, sixty-five. Um, this one's interesting, so I got to actually click on him so I can actually mention his last few tournaments. But Callum Taren is a guy that's been like quote unquote popping in models. Finished fifty-six at Wells Fargo, sixty-first at Mexico, but those were due to weakened trunk slams. Like he was playing really, really well, he, and his best stats were putting in both those tournaments. He was um, near the top of the leaderboard after Thursday, I believe, this past week when he was playing and we look at him five on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Eighth in driving distance, 28th and birdie or better. So if you're going for a guy to go super low and, and he stays out of trouble at 6,400 bucks, he's a guy that I don't think is bad in tournaments, but yeah, that's all I got down here right now. Like I usually have a bunch that I can try to like talk myself into. 
Yeah, I'm not feeling not, it. Not a ton. I got like three or four guys checked off, and there might be more as the week goes on, but that's all I got for now. Pat Perez would be another guy that I would mention at 67. Yeah, good old flat bill. Good old, I could see him having some fun in Texas. Yeah. Um, but all right, let's recap things. Top play, 10K and above. Scheffler. Yeah, I'm not even going to try to fight you on that one. Okay, if I have to pick someone besides Scheffler, I'll, I'll say Spieth, and I'm not a big Spieth guy, so let's go there. 9K. Burns. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Matsuyama to be different, but Burns is my top play as well. 8K. Gooch. I am going to go with where did I have? Johnny Vegas. Johnny Vegas, baby. Uh, 75 to 79. Uh, Mav McNeely. I will go with um, Alexander Norin for me. 7K to 74. Uh, Kitayama. Kitayama. I'm going to go with Patton Kazire at 71. And then if you're punting, where are you going? Uh, I'm going to say, I mean, it's tough. I mean, Doc Redman, maybe. I, I don't know. I'll go to the Bram wagon, Joseph Bramlett, but ideally I'd like to stay out of here unless you're getting real cute with, like I said, if you go to that 10K guy in like a Matsuyama or something, you're probably have to take one of them. So right. just kind of pick your poisons is the best way I would say it. If you're playing cash this week, Jesse, where are you starting things out? Because we've been getting more and more cash questions in the Discord, which is these boys like playing their cash games. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Vegas is borderline there. Hadwin would be another guy that I would consider. Um, and then, yeah, it's a little tough after, I mean, I don't really have another one that I would say is cash worthy. I mean, Kitayama is kind of there close, close yeah. but yeah. it's it's not. Like, I don't have enough on him to say, like, I feel like he's going to make the cut for sure. And I will say one thing, on a week where last year's cut line was minus five, that makes cash really difficult because you can have guys go back-to-back 70s, which is not bad, or a 69 and a 71, and still go home. So they didn't play bad golf days and putt well enough. Yeah. But um, for me, I'll go with um, Willie Z at 94. I'll pair him with Adam Hadwin, as you mentioned, at 8,000. And then I'll throw in a splash of um, – uh, uh, CH3 at 72. That's where it's not pretty by any means. Uh, if you're starting a, a tournament, what three plays are like a GPP lineup? Uh, Scheffler, Kitayama, and Sean Norris. Sean Norris. I, I hope that one pans out. Like I'm in my 20 max, I'll make like two Sean Norris is just for, just for Jesse over here. Cause he's going to trunk I'm, slam. I'm, I'm, yeah. Now we're screwed. It's going to go first round leader trunk slam. Hey, at least I had something to enjoy for 24 <laughs> hours. That's good. Uh, for me, I love that Scheffler. I'll go. I'll mix it up here. I'll go Matsuyama with uh, Willie Z and Johnny Vegas. That's where I'll start. And I'll take take Willie Z. I'll let you guys pick your. Okay. Give me Matt's Vegas, Keith Mitchell. I'll go with those three for a tournament. All right, who you got winning this thing? Because I will say the odds are funny. You got Scheffler at seven hundred, JT or seven to one, JT nine to one. Then Willie's fourteen, DJ's eighteen. Xander's 18, Spieth's 20, so definitely does not correlate with DK pricing. Yeah, I mean, uh, Gooch at 45, not not uh, not terrible. Um, I mean, Leishman at 65. I know I didn't mention him before, but like yeah. Leishman just usually wins out of nowhere when he does. Um, and something, you know, longer, like Kitayama's 100. Yeah, I meant to ask that when we were doing a recap right there because I saw Leash's name. Like, we did not mention Leash. And he's like, he's not it's playing Texas. great golf. But he, yeah, if, if, if it's windy, windy yeah, I'm with yeah, you. That, but he's not, I mean, he's been very up and down and he did not play very well last week. But of course, you know, that was, you know, a little bit different weather or whatever. So, for sure. Uh, a couple other ones, like, I, I'm just maybe just blindly falling in love, but 
Hideki at 35 just screams value to me. So that's a little interesting for me. Um, other than that, though, yeah, not a ton I'm in love in love with besides some of the guys you mentioned. If, like, you want a long shot, where did where's he at down here? Matty Wolf's down here at 130. That's he actually played well with a week or he two ago. He started. Well, did you did you see his – this is going to be a little bit of a sidetrack here, but did you see his, uh, like, post-round uh, press conference? Oh, about after, just wanting to have fun or something yeah, like that? Yeah, about just going yeah. out and having a good time. Yeah. Um, it sounds to me like he w- got to a really dark place, which – It happens. Is unfortunate. And, yeah. Uh, Glad he got help. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And, you know, it's – Something that's not talked about as far as, you know, with these guys, especially being a professional, anything, anything. Um, that's in sports, you know, there's some places where I yeah, mean, I'm sure that spotlight bad. out there. Like mm-hmm. people make fun of Grayson Murray a lot and he deserves a lot of it, but he just was an alcoholic because of a lot of this shit. So, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. there's stuff that'll push you to a wrong place real quick. Right. I'm with you. He's also an idiot, too, with a lot of other things. But I guarantee you a lot of the stuff didn't help the cause. Right. 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 Um, I wanted to mention this though, because DK kind of cleaned up their top bar on where things are. So they have the first round leaders right there. Johnny Vegas that. is fifty five to one. Just gonna throw that out there, nice and cheap. I like it. Sebastian sixty five to one. These are dudes that do this more often than not. And KH Lee is eighty to one. So uh, if you want to just have some some week week uh, Monday fun or Thursday Thursday round one fun, I'm trying to find a long shot for you here because like Kitty Yama's one hundred on just. Uh, Mark Hubbard's a good first round guy at plus one ten. If he's feeling it, he goes low. Um, Bo Hosser's at one thirty. So there's some long odds, but just uh, Vegas and Munoz alone, those are dudes that love to uh, to go low. So something to think about there. Any final thoughts with the Byron Nelson Jesse as we get ready for the next major next weekend? I don't, man. Ready? I'm ready for yep. uh, the PJ Championship. Look, Should be a fun one. About that. Looking forward to it. It's Shuffler's favorite golf course for those that haven't been t- notified 12 times yet. So that'll be a great conversation point for next week. And we will talk Phil because we'll have to. It's coming. It's going to be great. Live. The Live Golf Course. Not the Saudi Tour. It's the Live Golf Course. Uh, golf Tournament. Golf whatever. we got to figure that one out. But uh, until next time, make sure you follow Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I'm at BD Enter, the podcast at Always Press DFS. And this was your Byron Nelson preview. Catch you all later. Hey,